It's Packers week in the NFL. I mean, oh, wait, it's the NFL's here. I forgot about that. That's important, too. The NFL's back, Mark. What do you think? We're, we're here at Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Oberly, senior writer for Vikings Territory and for PTSD.com. And with always with my co-host, Mark Craig, NFL insider, Vikings writer from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. We're finally here. We suffered or suffered. We got through that long three-game preseason that seemed longer than any four- or five-game season preseason the Vikings have ever had. And we're here finally, first week of the season, and it kicks off with a bang against the Green Bay Packers coming to town. Mark, it's all set up for some excitement this week. What do you think? What What are your thoughts? Are you ready for some football? Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I'm in these survivor pools. I have nine picks. It seems like every year the NFL, you know less and less about a team until they start playing the games that are real. And we got a group in uh, a TCO that, you know, you have a feeling of what they might be like because there's so much frontline talent. But honestly, we, what do we really know about this team? They, the, the, the starters haven't played together. There's an all-new offensive system. There's a completely new def- defensive system. Um, so it's like, I got nine picks I have to make on, on my survivor pool, and I'm afraid of going 0 for 9 because you just don't know. The NFL changes, you know, for since 1990, at least four teams, new teams that didn't make make the playoffs that didn't make it the year before. So it's like who are going to be those four or five teams uh, or six teams now? Uh, you got ten new coaches. So, yeah, it's, a, it's exciting that it's finally here. Um, can't wait to see Thursday night. I want to watch uh, the, the Bills play. The Rams, I think the Bills will be a better team than the Rams. And then really excited to see the, you know, the Vikings finally start putting some tracks in the snow so we can follow uh, whether these guys know as much as um, uh, maybe they claim to know. So This has got to be the rarest. I mean, it just seems like for me, uh, we had three preseason games, one less than usual, and the starters played like zero. I mean, there's that stat we were talking about last week that their starters have had less reps together than any team in the league so we know so little about it other than you guys who have been out there at at tco checking them out but you know i I guess i i got a question that's kind of burning with me um you know i I heard on i read on twitter from our great following this week that i I take forever to to answer a question so i'm just (laughs) gonna say kirk cousins your thoughts mark is that short enough for you but yeah, but you, you know, you say uh, um, that was a reference to Serena, and I got slammed for that take. Is like Serena Williams is playing her last match, and that's your take. And I, I sort of, I did feel embarrassed that that I, you know, jokingly, you know, obviously Serena, all hail to Serena. But I was just kind of like, I mean, she fought right. She took so long to lose that match. I said it took longer for her to lose that match than for you to ask me. Yeah, which I just started my answer in a very slow way. Uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Uh, you know, you say that the people out there, and we know because we're out there watching them, but you don't. It's not football. It's not, um, you know, like people will say, oh, you know, they, they don't need to play in the preseason because uh, they had through two days of practice against the 49ers. That's not the same. It's a little bit elevated uh, practice, but it's still not It's not an alive game. And I'm not saying that, that you should play all your starters. It'll be interesting to see what this will do for them. Their, you know, their their point, their scoreboard pointing is, hey, the Rams did the exact same thing last year. Yeah. The Rams were a very talented team, and the Rams uh, had quarterback with a new system, new team, and they won the Super Bowl. So, it worked for the Rams. Will it work for the Vikings? Uh, you know, I, 
I don't know. I don't know where to come down on this. I feel like they need a little bit in the preseason, but um, I just feel like if you have if you have enough talent, now it, it helps that they're at home to start off, but it also hurts that they're going against a guy. I'd much ra- I'd much rather put my money and my survivor pick maybe on an Aaron Rodgers uh, being ready for the season as opposed to Kirk Cousins and that group being ready without doing anything in the preseason. But where it balances out, where I wouldn't touch this game, is the fact that it's at U.S. Bank Stadium, and that makes a huge difference uh, in this game. And so, um, I, I, you know, there's an advantage for the Vikings in that, but then there's also this new coaching staff. It's a new yes. everything. It's uh, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't know. I'll, we'll save the pick till the till the end. But to me, it's uh, it's it if just from an entertainment standpoint, whether they win or lose. You know, to, to, to finally to get from where we were when Zimmer walked off the field, knew he was done, and, he, and Zimmer's looking for his son so he could do a picture because he knew it was over, um, to, you know, here we have a completely different person, completely, you know, he's younger than Zimmer's, the chew that Zimmer has in his mouth. So yeah. it's like, uh, Good one. it's going to be great. It's going to be great to, to, just to see how this plays out. You know, it, it is interesting. I mean, I, by by any stretch, I would have come into this season with less anticipation, just saying, okay, all right, this is a transition year. This is a uh, – you, you get a pass this year because um, you fired your head coach and your, your general manager. You got a new head coach, new general manager, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, whole new system, whole new attitude, whole new atmosphere, all these different – a lot of new faces – they made a lot of trades and a lot of draft picks and a lot of there's new people in here. I would say, okay, you got it. You got to say, well, you know, this is, this is a year where they find out who they are before they can go forward. But boy, from the get go, they said, what was the phrase competitively? Uh, what, what was their uh, phrase? Quasi uh, was competitive rebuild. And yes. Mark Wilfs was, we expect to be super competitive. See, now um, with that, I, I, I'm, I'm just now arriving here. I look at the people that they put in and the things that they're doing and the, the purple blood coursing through my veins says, no, this is not a, an off year. They're going to, they, they've got to build from, from last year and, and go forward, especially in a weak NFC conference. So, uh, do, I, I should we should we be giving them a pass? Should we give them this as a as a transition season, or should we expect them to? Do no, it? no. I mean, they their choices were made uh, when they when they went all when they they went with Kirk, and then they they gave Daniel his extension, and then they made some really uh, astute moves in free agency by getting Zadarius Smith, Harrison Phillips. You know, uh, I mean, you got Harrison Smith back back there. You got Kendricks. You got Thielen. You got the you know, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, um, the offensive line, you know, they uh, they made that second-round draft pick that's going to be starting at right guard, which was a weakness last year. You know, they kept it together so that they would go farther than what they went with Zimmer, not to, like, start over. This is not a start over, and this yeah. is why this is why they they, they made the, those those comments in, like, competitive rebuild and, and uh, super competitive because, no – you're saying that your coaching staff, ultimately, your coaching staff couldn't and uh, handle, um, you know, taking them to that next step. A lot of it had to do with injuries, but they're saying that, the, 
know, that this, this coaching staff, maybe even whenever they get down to their depth players will be the coaching staff that gets them over the hump. So, so no, I, I don't think it's uh you know, they get a pass. Uh, they don't, they, they should not get fired. If they have, if they make, if they go eight, nine, seven and 10 and don't make the playoffs, you don't fire them. Right. But I'm saying it's like, you don't go, well, you know, it was just, you know, uh, that's what we were expecting because it's a new coaching staff. Right. No, it's, you know, they're with, with, the NFC is a weaker conference. Yeah. There's seven teams that make it in, in, uh, Zimmer, you know, as, as all the injuries that he was dealing with, Zimmer each year came one game away from getting that seventh spot. So uh, to me, it's uh, expectations should be high. The expectations I feel um, should be, you know, wild card and getting, you know, anywhere from five to, to six or seven in there in that in that seating. And then you get in and then you can uh, – you know, then then it's if you get hot and if you're healthy and you stay hot. And uh, to me, it's that's you know, expectations should be playoffs for you sure. You don't really get a you don't really get a, a, a gimme year. I can't go struggling at finding the right word I'm trying to get at. But uh, in the NFL, the NFL says, okay, you had a bad year. You better uh, draft well, you know, because you're going to get a good choice. You know, do good in free agency, and build right back up, and get right back in there. And it does change from year to year. Every year, I, I think you said you're saying this at 1994 teams. Always switch in the playoffs that weren't in there last year. We'll get in this year. Uh, there, there's really in this business that is so huge. If you want to survive, if you want to stay relevant, you got it. You got to get right back and be competitive. There, you can't really just. I mean, like the Bears are kind of doing. I, I was going to ask you. I mean, they the, the polls they hired for their coach, and and he almost was hired here. Do you think that's why they they went with Quasi uh, and uh, KOC because these are guys that were saying no, we're we're gonna we're going to get right back in it. You know, there's a lot of good talent. Here. Well, I mean, polls came here and then he, uh, or, um, did he go, went to Chicago? Came here, first, came here yes. And he went to Chicago. Yeah. Right. Right. But you know, uh, and you talk about, uh, you know, expectations and everything. Um, to me, Chicago gets probably the pass. If, if Chicago, cause Chicago is like adding, I mean, I don't know if Armand Watts is going to start for him, but he, he, he may very well start for him. Um, you know, Smith Marset, you know, they you know, they got two Vikings that yeah. welcomed with open arms. Um, uh, and, and your quarterback is in his second year. Um, yeah, that's a team that's a rebuild that's a rebuild. If they would have said competitive rebuild in Chicago, it would have been laughed at because your quarterback is is you know still wet behind the ears and he's got a new coach and um new system and you know it's a totally different situation, uh, in which you know the Vikings are in now. Uh, or like if you take over a Jacksonville, like, you know, Jacksonville was a complete mess last year. And the, but Jacksonville was obviously putting talent together between their draft picks and uh, having all that cap space. And that's a talented team. But they get a pass, I think, compared to, say, obviously for the Vikings because it's young and it's like this mess that went on last year. I don't think Zimmer was a was a uh, Urban Meyer size mess. Uh, you know, Zimmer was time. It was time for a fresh start for a new guy, but it was yeah. not a mess to that point. I don't think so. Yeah, that's a totally, totally different situations. Uh, you know, the Vikings are clearly, you know, they're getting uh, they're, they're spotting the uh, the Bears like ten strokes. You know, so uh, it's a totally <laughs> different situation. Um, you know, talking a little bit about 
the new changes for this this team. One of them is on the defensive side of the ball, where they got a new defensive coordinator in Ed Donatello, and he's got the new defensive alignment, the three four as opposed to the four three they've run here for years. You wrote a story on that the other day for the Star Tribune. I I, I would just be curious what you came out of that with. What what uh, what what do you expect to see? In this new lineup, can the Vikings pick it up? Do you think they they've got the personnel that's going to play it well? I mean, they they added uh, Zadarius Smith as a as an edge rusher to to help in that regard. But but what do you see? And uh, talk about that story a little bit. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was it was kind of a fun story. It was, it's sort of a half look at uh, Donatel, kind of trying to bring a the human element uh, to this guy. Uh, first of all, he's a fascinating guy. He's sixty five years old. I told him, I said. I'm eight years old, uh, younger than you, but I feel like when I look at you, I'm eight years older than you. And I told Childers that story, and Childers was, said the same because I because I feel the same way. I'm the same or basically the same age as Ed Donatel. His his uh, personality, his like we were talking, and we're 15 minutes into the into the interview, and he pops up, and I'm thinking, you know, practice is starting now, and he he's like, oh no no, sit still, sit still. Like, I I got you got to move, you got to move, got to stay young. What else? And he was just, uh, he's a he's a fun guy. You know, Vic, uh, Vic Fangio said, yeah, he goes, uh, he, he's, he called it that good Ohio roots. Uh, and I said, yeah, that good Ohio roots. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, and, and Italian. And he said uh, um, that uh, he goes, uh, he goes, Ed, Ed can eat like there's like, like, like tomorrow's rumor, which I had never heard that that's day saying, <laughs> but he, but he never gains weight and he looks lean. He's, he, he's a, he's a fascinating guy in that you look at him, he's the same age as Zimmer. Um, He's adjusted so well to like younger people, younger players, the change in players, the change in coaches that are young and offensive minded. So that's the first part of that or part of that story. The other part is like, hey, you know, we all know what the three, four is. We know what the four, three is. You know, what are some of the reasons behind some of this stuff? So I'll just quickly, um, you know, like Donatel talking about why are the ends, you know, why the edge rushers, guys who set the edge are standing up. He said, that fits today's NFL with all the jet motion and the RPOs, as opposed to having your hand in the dirt, you're up and you're, you can see what's going on. You, so that, you know, kind of a simple approach to why, you know, you have those guys doing that. Um, you know, talking to Eric Kendricks about like, you know, how long was, cause Eric Kendricks to me is, is such, he's under, I mean, he's shouldn't be underrated because we all know about him. We talk about him and everything, but, he is he to me is a superstar player, and I said, "How long will it take you to get to the point where you are like you were in Zimmer's defense? You know everything that's going to happen before it's going to happen." He says, "You know, it's just a matter of taking what they tell me, what I know about football, and then my once the ball snap, it's his innate ability to find the rock." And I thought that was a cool way of him describing how he plays. And then uh, 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 Patrick Peterson, it's like, why does this like in in 2018, the Bears had. 36 turnovers, takeaways, 27 interceptions. I said, they don't do that every year. If they were still doing that, they would, they, uh, Donatel would still be employed in Denver. But Denver didn't have as many turnovers in that, that when mm-hmm. Vic was there. Uh, but he said, it's, you know, there's more eyes on the, there's more eyes on the, on the ball, the quarterback. Uh, they play in more zone schemes and more, uh, you know, eyes on the ball. And he said, a lot of times, a lot of defenses I've been in, my back is to the quarterback nine out of 10 times there's a tip ball and it goes right by my ear. And I, 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 you know, you don't see it. So you don't, you don't get as many takeaways. Uh, Harrison Smith was talking about how they, they steal the, the initial moment, the initial second of a defense or of this, of the play by 
you know, kind of holding their looks a little bit, you know, more than say you do and what Zimmer was doing. Mm. Um, you know, he said, you're not going to see me moving around pre-snap as much as you did um, before. Uh, but in saying this, you know, when Zimmer was healthy and Zimmer's defenses were, when when he the story when he came in was how much how much more creative it was going to be than what the, the Tampa two that Leslie was playing. Yep. Uh, so Zimmer had his moments and top five uh, with the number one defense uh, in points allowed in that five year span, uh, you know, top ten for like five years in a row. Yep. yep. Uh, so he, it's not like he's replacing some crappy defense. They became crappy because I think you know injuries and and maybe offenses did kind of catch up to it a little bit. Do but you, it's it's just kind of fascinating to look at that all these different changes. Do you sense these guys, especially the old dogs you're talking about, like uh, certainly Eric Kendricks, maybe Harrison Smith, but uh, even more so, Daniel Hunter? Are they are they excited for this change, or or is this a big change or a big uh, change for them to play this other defense for all these years for most of their career? And then all of a sudden they got to make this big change and, and do different things and have different, is, is that exciting to them that where it, where it revitalizes them or is it, uh, is that a, a bigger chore? Do you, do you get that sense at all? Well, no, no. Daniel was the other of, of the star, you know, at each level. Um, he was, you know, obviously the star you talked to about the, at the linebacker position yep. and uh, said, you know, what, you know, what, what do you like about it? And he's like, I, it's, I'm more, I feel more loose. And sometimes you can tell when a guy is just saying what he's supposed to say at the moment and also whenever there's something there. And, you know, he goes, I just feel more loose. And he's like, well, I said, well, explain what loose is. And he's like, well, I just feel like freer. You know, I, he likes the fact that, you know, you're not going to see him just in the same spot. You know, he, there's going to be times where he's inside rushing. There's going to be times there's so much flexibility that they can do with the four linebackers, who comes, who, who, who drops back, who, who, goes inside, who goes outside, different things that they can do. And he likes that. And then I said, well, how does that compare to what you did before? And, um, you know, you, you hear rumor, you hear stories that uh, um, he and Zimmer were still having, kind of having a falling out after he'd gotten injured. And uh, and I sort of believe it because uh, he was like, uh, you know, that's old news. You know, it's kind of totally dismissed mm-hmm. Zimmer and, and the previous defense. Now, you see a lot of that, but the way it was done was kind of, I don't want to go there. I'm happy. Just, just you know, be satisfied with the fact that I'm happy in this defense. So right. uh, I think, you know, when we get to predictions and stuff, uh, you know, in keeping with the opposite day theme that we got going on uh, with, you know, between Zimmer and O'Connell and uh, I think uh, Daniil is going to have a huge year. Uh, just football gods, it's time for him to be healthy. And uh, oh, there it is. What, when he's when he is healthy, he is going to be. When he left off in 2019, he was an he was a defensive player of the year candidate. I thought um, a legitimate one, and uh, he's he's you know back, and I think he's going to stay healthy because it's opposite of Zimmer, and he is going to be. I, I pick him to win defensive player of the year. Um, well, that's that's exciting stuff. Uh, I just want to say that uh, you know. He, everybody should go to the star tribune and you can still find that story of marks online in their archives and such. And uh, they've been doing a lot of different things over there. You got Andrew Kramer did a story on uh, Justin Jefferson's route running, which is really fascinating, especially to me, someone like me who would, who who played as a receiver in high school, I get to see these routes and see how different they were from when we were in high school quite a bit, actually. And 
you're 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 you got a bunch more stuff coming too, don't you, Mark? You know, uh, uh, coming this week as as we line up to to the season. Well, yeah, but today's paper is uh, Harrison Phillips, uh, and and by the way, you know, Andrew's story was was I mean, definitely go read that. Uh, Andrew had a great idea a few months back about looking at every single route, not just the ones he caught, but the, every single uh, like uh, target that uh, Jefferson had charting it. And then what he, what I liked about as a writer and as a reporter is he took all of his data, sat down with Justin Jefferson. And then when you see a guy, cause these guys get so used to of the, you know, the drive-by questions where they, you know, their brains probably shut off and they're still answering it with whatever cliche that they're taught to say. And, but when you present them with something that, that, you know, perks their interest, which this definitely did for, for Jefferson, he starts answering it with details that I think the average fan wouldn't think of, or, or um, I know he made some reference to uh, a play in which um, Jalen Ramsey jumped that, and he, he detailed why he thought Jalen Ramsey jumped early because he goes, because I shook my knees like a yard short of when I should have. And uh, so it's really, cool, it's really cool. It's really cool to hear a guy like be able to, to talk about, his craft in a way that uh, is so uh, a minutia that they, that these guys are focused on that. I know I hate when yeah. that happens, Mark. I hate when I used to do that. I would. Yes. Yeah. Head. I'm sure that you know, Justin, Justin's advanced his craft a little, a little bit more than probably you, but maybe. Um, yeah. So that was fascinating. Harrison wait, Phillips wait, wait, was fascinating in a different way. Let's, let's, yeah. let's uh, come back. Uh, we'll tease the, the Harrison Phillips story for, for the next segment. We're going to next, next segment, we're going to get into Packers week and talk all about this matchup. So first we'll leave with Mark's story, but come on back for that. We got a lot to talk about and we'll, we'll be right back with Vikings territory breakdown. Okay. Welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown. Once again, it's NFL's back this week. Uh, 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 Rams and the bills are on Thursday night. And then Sunday, the Vikings host the Packers at uh, us bank stadium. It's Packers week. Um, Mark would last segment was talking about some of the stuff they're doing in, in the star tribune. A lot of, a lot of great coverage going on over there. So check some of that out. But you had a big sit down with, with Harrison Phillips, one of the other new uh, free agents on the defensive side, the Vikings picked up. Um, what was that like, Mark? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And, and uh, uh, it sounded like it was an enjoyable uh, uh, story to do. Well, from his introductory press conference, I, I was like, this, this guy is going to own this town. If the defense plays well, he's, he's personable, he's outgoing. And he, why he's outgoing? Because he talked to his mom, uh, Tammy, who was a, uh, uh, just a fascinating person to talk, talk to her for, for a long time. And, um, you know, Harrison, she, she's the purple lady. She, her mom loved purple. She adopted it. They had purple, purple walls, purple. Like she goes, if we have a purple, we see a purple fly swatter, we buy it. We purple toaster. We buy it. Um, you know, they, they had a lecture couch. They put young hair, young Harrison on when he would, uh, get into some of his rambunctious trouble and uh it was purple and i could sell um, some stuff on ebay i got some purple yeah stuff. and he set the record for longest baby at clarkson hospital in omaha Ooh. nebraska uh he tells people that he's 11 pounds but he's actually was 10.1 pounds and then tammy told a story that was a little was kind of graphic about she goes well he was you know how babies normally lose weight initially before you take them home they kind of go down in weight he said harrison went up in weight and then uh, she said i i she goes, I couldn't get him off my boob the entire time we were in the hospital. So 
I, a, I've been doing this for 150 years and I've never had to go to an editor and say, can we use this quote? Uh, and uh, went through a bunch of hands and uh, they did use it. And uh, then I got worried about whether she would be nervous that I used it. And then she sent me an email overnight saying she loved the story and everything. So uh, it was a fun story. Um, you get into um, it gets into like him as a football player, but it also gets into him as a person, uh, what this means to him. Uh, talk, you know, Leslie Frazier, you know, God love Leslie Frazier. I've never seen a guy, a coach that's, that never feels like you're, you're, you're infringing on his time. Always feel like he, you know, plenty of time for everybody. Uh, just a fantastic human being. Um, you know, he's got the first game of the, of the NFL season and I'm talking to him about Harrison Phillips and, um, just what he meant to their defense, what he meant to the community. And he goes, Mark, he goes, this guy was so good in the community. He goes, I'll tell you how good he was. He goes, he's on a first name basis with the, with the mayor of Buffalo because he, he of all the things that he did in the community. Wow. And the, one of the first things that he did, what's kind of cool when you do these stories, it's gotta be the right person. You can't do a story like this on a, a Trey Waynes, who's just, you know, he's against the media. He's a surly person. I'm sure he's got a great story but he, he's not going to tell. This is a different story and a guy that's uh, outgoing and everything. Uh, but when he first got here, one of the first things he did was I want to get involved in the community. Well, when these guys work in the community and do, you know, charity or, you know, their appearances, they get like a, jer- a, a sweat or a t-shirt that they wear. And Harrison's like, I, I need some extras to keep my car just in case I come up I, almost like an emergency situation where if I could, <laughs> You know, like a fireman needs or Batman or, or Superman needs a change into his uh, T-shirt, you know, and go to some event. Uh, so he's um, he's got a big heart and it's, uh, it's 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 really cool to see. He works with, uh, um, you know, uh, children. Uh, oh, I, I got to say the right words, but uh, challenged children that his mom, whenever they were young, her mom quit being a teacher and brought and did daycare out of the home. So Harrison grew up with these kids um, and has a special place in his heart for these kids. And he does so much work for them. And it's really cool to see a guy get to this position, not only get, you know, something for himself, but then to see what he does with it in the community and with kids and stuff. And a lot of them do that more and more do that than, than don't do it. Um, but, you know, unfortunately the, the, Bad guys tend to get all the headlines, but in this case, it was a big story for a guy who's got a big heart, a really good player, I think. What do you What do you think his impact's going to be uh, this season, and and more importantly, this week against the Packers? I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the guy they want to get to, and uh, you know they got the edge rushers coming in on that. But uh, what what does uh, Harrison's Phillips' role? in this is he going to rush the passer is he going to you know hold back you know take on the blocker so somebody else can how do you see him impacting this game and uh this season well in buffalo he played a four three in buffalo what's funny is he you know he was drafted in stanford he played a three four he thought he was going to be drafted by a three four team he went to buffalo he adjusted to the four three played four years um he had had a you know double he injured both knees on one play in 2019 or 2020 came back from those was starting to play really well again uh leslie used him primarily as a run stopper he was a pro football focus uh ranked him as uh, uh the fifth best interior run stopper in the league last year um and tell you how great aaron donald is aaron donald not only is a great pass rusher but he's number one in their rankings for run mm. you know run stuffers so um 
didn't stay in on third down a whole lot, but when he did, you know, he, he could get a push on the inside. You know, I, you know, where Zimmer, I always said this about during Zimmer's era was the initial crack in the, in the wall when it, when his defense would, would go South is what it stopped. It started with the run, you know, when they, when they would have get gashed on the run. Well, Harrison Phillips is a run stopper. That's going to help them, you know, secure the middle. And, uh, you know, to me, it starts with that. And then when you get the third down, that's when there were the, the superstars coming off the edge and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy, it's a kind of a thankless job being a, a nose tackle, but, uh, I think he's gonna, he's gonna make a, a really big impact. Now, Along the defensive line, not Armand Watts is gone. Is, is Bullard's going to be a starter? I suppose they traded for the guy in Houston, Blacklock. Uh, they're thin on the on the defensive line, but this guy is going to be a is going to be a good player. I remember uh, Delvin Tomlinson uh, saying early in the year how he goes, "That's how that position's played." He was excited to play next to him because uh, uh, Harrison took on so many so many uh, blockers that it freed up him a little bit more. So maybe that, that's exciting. You, you mentioned the superstars. There's one in particular, Zadarius Smith, defected from the Packers and came over to, uh, to the Vikings. And he has, you know, he has early on, he was, he was pretty giddy about looking at when, when the schedule came out and this, this game was on, I think he was excited to, to get and play it. Do you talking to him? Did you get the sense that, not not necessarily revenge, but maybe that there's some excitement from him to to maybe to take uh, old number twelve without a red jersey onto the turf next on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll see you know, with the uh, you know Aaron Rodgers has a way he he makes everyone around him play better. So like you know they played all of last year except for one game without Bakhtiari, and they they win thirteen games. He wins MVP. You know, so he has a way of making his offensive lineman no matter who's up there. Just like Peyton Manning made Charlie Johnson a great left tackle. Charlie, I love Charlie, but he came here and was couldn't play left tackle. They moved him to guard. Uh, but the, the great ones do that. They 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 make the line in front of them better. They make the receivers better. Uh, so you know, as far as his excitement, he kind of downplayed it. Someone said, "Oh, you know, revenge." And he said, "Nah, you know, I'm just happy to be playing." And you know, he is happy about facing the Packers and everything. And Harrison Phillips was asked kind of the same question. You know. He goes, oh, I, I, there's definitely a change in him this week. He goes, I don't know if he took a three-day nap or what, but he's his energy is like through the roof right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 obvious. It's you know, he was on a defense that's uh, you know the pack. What doesn't get talked about enough with the Packers is their defense. I mean, they what yeah. they've you know the number one draft. They they got six number one draft picks on their defense, um, including you know they they. Uh, you know, the Vikings got their Georgia defender at the end of that first round. Well, four went before that and that last pick scene. One right. of them went number one overall, and then the other three were taken in that uh, when the Vikings traded down. So those are three guys you're going to look at, too. Uh, uh, one of them is going to be starting the linebacker for the Packers. One of them is a backup, you know, which will be in the rotation on the defensive line. So the Packers have, I think it's like six number one guy wow. picks that they have a including Kenny Clark, who we all know what Kenny Clark does to this team. Uh, and then one of the guys that's not a first-round draft pick was uh, uh, Devondre uh, Campbell, the former gopher, who they got off the street last year, and he became first-team all-pro middle linebacker. Uh, so that that's a that defense is lights out, and that doesn't get discussed enough, I don't think, on just how good that defense is. 
And here's a guy that was, you know, excused from that defense. But, you know, he was injured last year and a cost-cutting move. He became the the guy they had to to move on from. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be amped up for that. Uh, and it, you know, if he gets a couple sacks on Rodgers, you know, there might be a couple points to the sideline or up to the box or whatever. So that's only natural. I I like this guy's personality. Uh, I think he's uh, there's a lot of good guys in that locker room right now, and he's one of them. Um, you, you mentioned that Aaron Rodgers has you know has historically made other players get better around him, you know, and play better around him. That's a sign of great quarterback. I think he's going to be able to do that with his, his group of wide receivers this year who have, I've been, I've heard that both he and the coach have said uh, the receivers we have in camp have to step it up a, a bit. And uh, so they're, you know, they lost Devonte Adams. So, you know, it's, it's, I think, that might be a detraction. You know, when you have Devontae Adams, he always pulls away a lot of coverage and still makes plays whereas and and can open it up for these guys that are not as talented as he is. So how do you think they're gonna do? Can Rogers uh can Rogers put up points with this this group of uh this collection of receivers? Yeah, I mean Devontae Adams is great. I mean he's like might be the best route runner in the league. Um but I, I just don't see him having the same year, you know, he's not gonna have the same I don't think had the same success in in, in the, uh, with the Raiders without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, I don't want to say that the that the quarterback makes the receiver because you know if you have a terrible receiver like he, like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make probably uh, Laquan Treadwell an All Pro, but like you saw Jordy Nelson. Okay, Jordy Nelson went probably played pretty darn well. You know for a, for a good stretch there, replacing you know Greg Jennings or whatever who was good and, and Donald driver. And, yeah. uh, and then you got, then uh, and Devontae Adams was coming up and there wasn't a lot of people saying, you know, that Jordy Nelson, you know, that this guy, that this Devontae Adams was going to be as good, if not better than, than Jordy Nelson. And then all of a sudden Devontae Adams becomes even better working with Aaron Rodgers. I think that Aaron Rodgers will, there'll be a connection. Now where the Vikings and where it helps the Vikings, I think is, you know, it's, it might take a few games, uh, and it's at home. And the Vikings are at home, so uh, you may not have that immediate, you know, connection with a, with the receiver, which is maybe works in the Vikings' favor. Uh, but th- it'll happen. I mean, the, Aaron Rodgers is not going to. Someone's going to step up, and, and Aaron Rodgers is going to make someone the next big receiver in, in Green Bay. Uh, if Aaron suffers or struggles a little bit, I guess that's not all bad. I, I think most Vikings fans would like to see that, especially on Sunday. Um, what you know, I people are still slotting Aaron Jones as like a top five running back or even five, maybe top top ten for sure, but e- even higher than that. Uh, I just haven't seen him do that much in the past few years. Maybe they rely more on him this year since since their receiving core isn't as strong. Without Devontae, do you think that's a possibility? Well, no, they, they rely on number 12. I mean, number, right. number 12, no, if number 12 is good, then the running back, you know, will get his. And just like I feel, you know, sort of dismissing Dalvin Cook here. And to me, with that, if Dalvin Cook is down or doesn't, you know, have a Dalvin Cook type year, it's going to affect Kirk. You know, it, you can't just, you know, drop back. It's because you're, you're an offensive minded head coach. You right. still can't throw it. Kirk's not a guy that you're going to throw it 50 times. So, you know, it all, it all, it all works together. Uh, so, 
Well, you mentioned yeah. the defense. You, you mentioned the Packers defense, and it is getting a lot of raves around, you know, in, in prognosticators, as, as, and you've said the reason why. How do you think the Vikings will do it in it? They've got a lot of firepower. They've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen are back. I think Adam Thielen's still a viable uh, receiver, even though he's get, getting older. He'll still make some catches in the end zone. K.J. Osborne's coming off a great season. Irv Smith is back, and he's, he's healthy after some surgery to be – he's going to be playing in this game. And you've got Delvin Cook and a couple of really decent, three or four decent uh, uh, running backs behind him. A little bit improved offense line. Can they score points against these guys? Uh, that's a tough defense, and they've they've they've. I don't know what what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you, you look at last year. Uh, you know, the Packers opened up last year a little bit different last year because I think Rodgers, you know, Rodgers had that off season where he was completely you know pouting and shut down and. You know, this time, you know, Rodgers get – and they opened up you know, in Jacksonville against New Orleans because of the weather. They couldn't play in New Orleans. They got killed, was it, 35-3? Uh, yeah. Or no, it was it? It was bad. Yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, they opened against New Orleans, and Rodgers wasn't very good. And I think Rodgers probably is in a different frame, frame of mind this year because he's been paid. He's been – you know, the crown oh, has been straight. He's one stuff. The crown has been straightened on his head, and the, and they've they've bowed to him enough, and uh, and you know, frankly, he he earned it. I mean, he he uh, you know, the Jordan Love era got probably kicked uh, to never um, because this guy goes out and wins two MVPs in a row. So, uh, but yeah, you can. There's a possibility. Certainly, you you know, you can get a jump on someone like that, uh, especially if you're at home and the crowd gets going. Um, but you mentioned all those people on offense and two people you didn't mention that, that need to play well is, uh, Garrett Bradbury and Ed Ingram. Um, cause it, it, they have the toughest assignment of the entire, they have, uh, they have, uh, Kenny Clark, uh, with no dings, no injuries, no aches, no pains. His first game out, uh, I'm assuming I haven't, I haven't uh, been looking over the wall at, in green Bay, but. Uh, I would assume he's he's healthy and he's ready to go. And you know, for them to do all that other stuff uh, requires that interior holding their own against uh, one of the, the best tackle that they'll face maybe all year. Think they can? They haven't shown it. Um, I mean, uh, obviously Bradbury hasn't shown it. Uh, Ingram is going to be. I don't know that Ingram, you know, grabbed that job by the throat. Uh, he got it. He won it. Um, but boy, you talk about a welcome to the NFL moment, kid. It's uh, a rookie offensive lineman having to go against Kenny Clark in the first game. Is uh, how do they help him out? Do they put a little more teaching <laughs> ham in there? Or they, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's at some point. I mean, you can do that on certain play. You can do things on certain plays, but when they're right in the middle there, it's a lot easier to help a tackle than it is to yeah. help what's going on in the middle there. And um, you know, moving pockets, I guess, is something to kind of uh, – if Kirk is sitting there, you know, throwing it quicker, you know, is another thing, uh, stuff like that. But they've got to be – you know, that's going to be a big, big part of this game is how do they handle that interior pass rush. Two guys just I want you to talk about quickly. You know, they're probably the – you know, other than Kirk Cousins, who's who's the main man back there, you got this two, two studs that really have to perform and they get all the accolades, and that's Delvin – 
Cook and Justin Jefferson, everybody's got, you know, if your fantasy football was real, everybody's picking Justin Jefferson in the top three, four, four, three, two, you know, players this year. I've heard drafts go Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, which I find kind of amazing. Uh, but they're talking about him as just being the superstar season. This is the kind of game where a superstar shows who he is. So I got to expect and hope for a really big game out of Justin and 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 uh, a lot of pass catching out of the backfield, perhaps in the flats for Delvin Cook. Is that how you see it, or or what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, I think you know Justin Jefferson is is going to get his. You know, he's so good, and he's so good in, in catching balls in traffic. If if the quarterback is willing to take um, risks to 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 get it to him, uh, you're going to see his numbers you know, speak for themselves. Now, to me, if the Packers sell out and they and they're going to shut him down, you got Adam Thielen, you got you know KJ Osborne as a guy that's uh, raising his game, Irv Smith for first game back. Um, there's other people that they can go to if if you make a decision like we're going to take this guy out of the game, you know. Uh, and where does where does you know Justin? It's it's a hard place for a receiver to be in because. As, as humble as they want to be, they realize they gotta they gotta get they have to eat too in order to become that you know guy who gets the the record breaking contract. So mm-hmm. I think he's done pretty well at handling that, handling that whole you know sidebar story to to his career. Um, but I still think he'll get. He's too good. He's too good a route runner. He's too good with his uh, the ball skills and and Kirk. Um, you know is not always like willing to take that chance to, but uh, you know, you're talking about year three now that maybe Kirk grows a little bit and, and who knows, this is where that uh, head coaching kumbaya comes in. Yeah. Uh, I know Zimmer was like, was publicly, you know, asking him to take more chances uh, about midway at point of last year. So I, I don't know, this new dynamic with the head coach could help and how Kirk plays. It certainly has been sold that way that uh, this guy is going to, you know, Kirk's going to play better because of this guy. So we'll see. But I, I don't know if, if they take him out of the game, you can go to a Thielen. You know, we, got, we can't go to sleep on Adam Thielen either, especially oh. early in the year. Hasn't had any leg injuries. So, you know, he's a guy that can that can definitely – they take the pressure off each other. With this offense supposedly supposed to take a little <laughs> less emphasis on the run and put it on the pass this year, Delvin Cook's almost flying under the radar a little bit. He's still going to get his, isn't he? Yeah, and I think he has to get his. I mean, uh, there was one reference that I, I, I had a laugh. Uh, it was in the preseason. I forget which game where O'Connell said, well, if, you know, the rhythm kind of got off because uh, if this was a regular season game, we would have run the ball more. And uh, I'm thinking all these little these Zimmer bells go off in my head about how Zimmer was, uh, was torched, torched uh, when he would say certain things about how, you know, how football traditionally works and, any kind of reference to the run. It was like, Oh, that old man. Oh, the running back. Oh my goodness. You know, it's still a big part of the game. It's where you, it's where you control the game and it allows you to do these other, these other things that everyone, you know, is all up in arms about and love. Um, Now you don't have to do it as much as you don't do it as much as you did in the seventies, but you still have to like be able to run the ball and in the Rams, you know, uh, certainly weren't a running team, but the Rams, you know, had some balance to them and uh, 
Uh, you're not going to win. You're not going to be a Super Bowl champion if you're one dimensional one way or the other. Well, Mark's, uh, I think we're working him too hard. He's, he's starting to cough a little bit. He's, his, I think his answers are a little too long. So uh, we're going to take, take a break here, let him get a drink. And we'll be right back with the prediction segment of Vikings territory breakdown and a lot more. So come on back. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, as you're out at TCO this past few weeks, and uh, you everybody's getting cranked up for the Packers game. Uh, I, I, I heard you had a little chat with uh, Chan and Sullivan, who came over from the Packers as a free agent uh, in, in the Vikings backfield here. So, you know, they got that history between these two teams of players going back and forth, most of them coming here. Uh, not so not only is Darius Smith he gets all the headlines, but Chadron came over, Channing came over, and he had uh, a little bit to say about his old quarterback, didn't he? Well, yeah, it wasn't me. I, I was. It was. Uh, there were a lot of scrums out there yesterday. It's kind of weird that you know we're you know the pandemic. We, we it's the first time we've been in that locker room since 2019. Um, but he was asked um, about Aaron, you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers and all this thing, and someone said. Um, can you still get inside Aaron Rodgers' head? And he said, "Of course you can." He goes, "He's he is human after all." And I I just went, "Oh, bulletin board material. Aaron's not going to like being called human uh, because <laughs> as he, you know, Aaron Rodgers. When we back in the day, when we used, we don't do them anymore, but we do conference calls. You do a conference call with uh, the head coach and a conference call with the star player. And inevitably, every year that I asked a question to Rogers, he would get offended because it wasn't phrased the right way. I always got the impression it wasn't, I didn't come to him with, you know, with, with my, you know, my eyes averted and my head down and, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I looked, the, I looked the, the King in the eye and asked him just some questions. Uh, and then there was one where it was a bit, the week before he got hurt, uh, the couple of days before he got where Anthony Barr broke his shoulder, he was doing a story on how the, how the Packers, you talk about a jinx here, about how the Packers have never had to worry about their backup quarterback for however many years it was, and uh, what's it like, you know, being a, you know, dealing with, you know, how how does he associate, how does he uh, work with the backup quarterbacks? And I said something about, uh, you know, do you, you know, work with the backup quarterback, and what what's your kind of your interaction, and uh, or do you, if you have any, and he said if I have any. Or something like that. He was offended, and um, and some of that time is it's he's, he does it in a playful way. But uh, Aaron Rodgers knows who Aaron Rodgers is, and, and yeah. he knows how much respect he's he's earned, and he's he likes to remind people. So I just I was laughing about how you know, and, he, and then obviously Sullivan goes on to say he's a great player. You know, um, you know, it's gonna be hard to uh, to do all this stuff. But I just got caught on that, you know. You know, he is he is human after all. Uh, that and Aaron might be offended by that, and Aaron's going to come out and throw for seven hundred yards because and 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 walk off the field going, "I'm not human. I'm not human." That, that should be a banner headline on Sunday or on Sunday morning in the strip. You know, Rogers is human. Rogers um, is human. Say that on those conference calls back when I was doing it. Uh, uh, Mc Mike McCarthy was. I swear was one of the best coaches for that of any that I got to, you know, would listen to. He seemed to be the nicest, more receptive. He said he'd ask people to tell him to say where they're from before they ask a question. And, and he was really respectful. And, 
And here you got uh, Aaron, who's just a little bit more prickly when he gets on him, I suppose. But, you know, oh, well, who cares? Um, well, Mark's the NFL insider for uh, the Star Tribune, and, and he's got all his predictions coming up in the paper this week. He's going to give us a, a little bit of a preview here today. Uh, before we head down to these the Vikings in this game and the season, how, what, what do you think? What are you looking at from the rest of the NFL this year? It's like some some of the players that might surprise, some of them are teams that might surprise and teams that will disappoint. And and uh, who do you got going to going going yard in this in this uh, season of twenty twenty two? Oh, you you're skipping right to the end, huh? Um, yeah, that's an odd. The Vikings, the Vikings. We'll we'll do the Vikings last because you know I I got to win my. Well, I, I I I jinxed the Packers last year by saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, this year, I, I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl over the Packers. I so, saw that somewhere else yesterday as well. Yes. Same prediction. So, yes. I, I, I th Thursdays when the, all the predictions come out, the main story was a, a kind of a fun story in that, you know, this team, had, this league has 32 teams. Ten of them have new head, have new head coaches this year. It's just a, and seven had new coaches last year. Uh, when uh, the 49ers were in town, I asked Shanahan, because there's only five guys that have been head coaches in their current job um, since before 2016. So that class of 17 with Shanahan came in. I mean, those, you know, they, they, they ranked sixth and sixth in seniority and Shanahan's 42 years old. And I'm like, is that odd? He's like, yeah, he goes, that is odd. He goes, that's why I'm getting grayer every year because these guys, you know, it's not for long anymore with these guys. And I, I was talking to Childress. And I see, uh, he was talking to the Wilfs and I said, how do you like, you know, have a conversation with, you know, uh, you're good with these guys. You have great conversations when they, you know, they walked in and fired your butt, you know, when 10 months after the NFC championship game, he's like, well, like, you know, bum Phillips said, he goes, there's two kinds of coaches. There's them that been fired and there's them that going to get fired. Hmm. So it's, you know, there's and five of these 10 guys are, are in their first year as head coaches. So, It'll be, it's going to be kind of a fun uh, league to watch. Is you know, how how are the, how is Kevin O'Connell going to do? How how are these all these new new head coaches going to do? Um, but now, you know, you're looking at the Rams. Obviously, I think they'll take a step back. You're looking at the the Bengals. I think there's a lot of talent came into the AFC, <laughs> including uh, Russell Wilson, um, Devontae Adams, uh, Matt Ryan. Um, it's going to be hard to you know defend. And then Kansas City, they've hosted four straight AFC championship games and. Wow. They're kind of under the radar. They're under the. Yeah. Is that hard to believe that, that the Kansas City Chiefs could be kind of under the radar? But I feel like they are. So uh, it's a lot of. Uh, so how's Trey Lance going to do in San Francisco? It's, uh, um, you know, it just it's fascinating to watch, and I think that's why the NFL, uh, you know, is so popular because it obviously lends itself to gambling and fantasy football and survivor pools and everything. But you know. It, when they just, they just kind of reshuffle every year and it's just so much the fun to like, see how it's all going to play out. And there's a lot of, this was the most active, the, probably the wildest off season the league's ever had with teams, you know, people moving around and, uh, you know, the Rams sort of opened that, uh, opened that box when they, you know, like teams you know, do it the Rams way, just throw a bunch of draft picks at, at Russell Wilson, throw a bunch of draft picks at, at, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, 28-year-old receiver and five picks. Uh, Devontae Adams, 29-years-old uh, receiver and a bunch of picks thrown to get him. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's that's a good point. And and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa was right in there with throwing the picks around, you know, and he still was doing it, you know, last last couple of weeks. Um, but when you think about it, sixth and seventh rounders, I mean, if you did, took a study and saw how many of them actually make the team and then make a huge impact, it's not that big of a number. I, that's if you can get if you can throw, you know, late round picks like that around and and get some high end talent, why not? You know. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's um, and like he the quote that they that he didn't like that it was you know, but you don't you got to be careful you don't go all all Rams or the Rams way or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about like, you know, last year obviously the Rams pushed everything to the middle and they and it paid off. Um, that leads to like this year the Broncos have done the same thing, you know, except they they changed head coaches, but you know they got the Packers offensive coordinator out there. How's that going to work? Uh, first year coach Nathaniel yeah. Hackett, um, but you know they went all in on Russell Wilson. Uh, is that going to pay off with the Super Bowl? You know that that defense under Donatel and Fangio last year was a was a ranked third in points allowed. I mean that defense was good enough to get you to the playoffs, but it wasn't good enough to overcome the garbage that they had at quarterback the last three years. So right. uh, now they got Russell Wilson and they got a pretty good defense. So. Is that going to pay off? You know, is Tyreek Hill in Miami going to pay off? Uh, you know, that, those are the ones where they people swinging for the fence. Uh, Quasey was out there hit, hitting some bunt singles on uh, on some of these trades. Now his yeah. draft day draft day trade going down is a big is a big move. I thought that's going to be obviously going to be uh, history. will dissect that uh, quite a bit, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It absolutely will be. And uh, the one we're going to watch in particular is the the purple, the Vikings. Uh, I, I know that you and I have talked earlier in this podcast, I mean, earlier in spring, talking about how we think the Vikings are going to do this year after we saw their drafts and their free agencies. So um, this is this is our chance to get on record to see if that's changed at all since since then. I don't remember what you said. I said ten and seven at the time, but uh, uh, and and I'm sticking with that. So uh, that's my. Short I went. I Go said ahead. eight and eight and nine, and then I jokingly said that I'm gonna because before I'd always say eight and eight, you know. So then I figured I couldn't. I had to pick a a, a winning season or a losing season. Then I remembered they tie in the NFL, so I I, I made it eight eight and one. Nice, uh, but I, but I'm going with my my Zimmer opposite day theme for the entire year, or at least up until the year starts. Is that they Zimmer was eight and nine, and this guy is going to be nine and eight, which I think in the NFC is going to be enough to get you the sixth seed. So, six wow. Seed. Uh, yeah, I, really? I think they have the talent uh, to do it. They have they have the quarterback to do it as long as the defense stays healthy. And they block for him, uh, but I, I like them to be a playoff team. There's one of those those uh, every year. There's those four teams. I got five of them this year. Uh, the Vikings are one of them. Others will be Washington, Denver, Baltimore, and Indianapolis as teams that didn't make it last year. That's going to make it this year. Wow, yeah, that that is uh, exciting, and it, it's amazing how often that comes through. I mean, every year that they, they they just keep shifting like that. It's it that's that parody that uh, what's his name uh, Roselle wanted in a long time ago that makes the league exciting and makes it for great betting stuff. Not not you know 
that's the thing about the NFL. Like, to bet on it is is crazy. To bet a lot of money on it is crazy. To bet a little is to have fun because you know yeah. you, 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 stuff happens. You can, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm thinking that the Vikings will be uh, ten and seven, and and they will make the playoffs. I, I'm I, I I'm like you. I'm basing it on the fact that the conference is not as good as the AFC. It seems like there's a lot more better teams over there and there's opportunities in the NFC. Um, I even think, you know, I, I think this game is pivotal for the Vikings, obviously, because it's against their our tribal. I think the, the lions will be better, but the, the bears will not. Uh, I still think it's going to be the Vikings and the Packers vying for that NFC championship. And if they can take this one, uh, it would go a long ways into maybe even stealing the division. If, if, if there are some chinks in that offense over there in Green Bay and they can figure it out and people are, are able to put, score enough points against them, they may not be the shoe-in that everybody's making them. You know, for, for the life of me, Mark, people have been picking the Packers every year because they have had these great quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. You know, it seems to me to be such an easy pick. Now they've made it to some NFC championships in recent times, but something has always gotten the way of them getting there. So anyway, I'm not going to say they're going to win the division. I think they'll be playing in the competition for it by the time their second matchup rolls around. But if they win this one, I really feel like they have to Vikings have to win this one oh. on Sunday. Oh. So, Oberly, um, your first must-win is week one? Yes, must it win. is. They really do. I mean, it sends them down the road. I mean, I, I, they're so jacked up. The, 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 the fans are going to be so jacked up to see this new team. You got, like we talked about, Starius Smith and this new four, and Daniil Hunter going after Rodgers, and he's not going to be able to just throw a ball in Devontae Adams' direction and will be caught and scoring a touchdown. He's going to be running for his life a little bit out there. And the defense will not give up touchdowns at the end of the first half and the uh, end of the games like they did last year. Habitually, I mean, you could count on it like clockwork. You know, if there was a uh, less than a minute left and the other team had the ball, boom, they're going to score something. So, I, I, and some, sometimes, sometimes they had the ball in like a minute and a half because the offense went three and out. Mm. The offense didn't, you know, so. I, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. I, I, no. I, you know, they, your, your, your team takes on your personality of your head coach, and the head coach was a defensive coordinator or is a defensive coach for the last few years, and and a grumpy one at that. So I think kumbaya and positivity and an offensive-minded guy who's going to say, okay, go ahead and rush the heck out of Kurt Cousins. He'll dump to Dalvin. He'll hit uh, Irv Smith up the seam and, and Adam Thiel will be in the end zone looking for a touchdown pass like he is want to do. So I'm going to, well, I had, I had all preseason long Mark. I had the, uh, the Packers winning this game just because of the new coach, the new regime, the blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to make a, a Homer change and, and slide over and call it a Vikings win on Sunday. What do you think? How's this? So, Joe, uh, a week one must win. So, if they yes. lose, do we start talking about the draft next week? No, Is we start talking about the play. We talk about a wild card if they lose. No, so they need to tank for whoever the whoever the big quarterback is. <laughs> There's this a year. lot of quarterbacks out there, Mark, in this upcoming. Well, then, draft. If, so if they if they lose on Sunday, they got to tank it. They got to go for the quarterback, right? I, I could live with <laughs> that. You, know, you got the excuse of the new I, regime. I had them getting that. I have them getting that sixth seed. 
I have them losing the first round to the to the Rams. Uh, but if people are dis- disappointed with that, with me not making them with a long run, <clears throat> I also picked, I think, the Bengals to be 13th in the AFC last year. So uh, these picks tend to be as about as worthless as you could possibly be, anybody who's making these picks. Um, but you know, first game, and where I could be wrong on this pick is the fact that it's at U.S. Bank Stadium and these fans will have an extra three and a half hours to get uh, liquid encouragement and liquid noise going. Uh, it's going to be harder for the Packers uh, to you know function in that, that atmosphere. But I'm picking the Packers because, you know, it is a new coaching staff. It is a new offense. It is a new defense. And there's been just no – there's got to be at least a little bit of, you know, warm-up period for it to start clicking. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, I got I got the Packers winning this one, but I, you know, the Vikings are going to be right there the entire year. Uh, I, I feel uh, if they stay healthy, uh, which they haven't the last two years. Uh, so I got them, you know, making the playoffs, but I don't, I just don't. It's a bad matchup. This would be a great time for them for them to be playing like uh, the Texans at home in an opener, yeah. and they could just kind of come out and slap them around and you know, move on to the next week. But, you know, week two is at Philadelphia. So this, yep, is a, this is a killer It's a killer start to the year for these guys. You know, that's why it's a must win uh, this week. But, you know, this is where – this is the one week where uh, the no-show preseason for – the no-snap preseason for the starters comes to their advantage. They haven't seen anything that the Vikings are going to do, this new offense, this – and how these guys click together. And it's not going to be like – uh, uh, Rogers versus Zimmer, which was always a big matchup for him. That's that's going to be, you know, you know, Aaron's not going to be as geeked about it, and he's not going to know as much about what Zimmer might be having up his sleeve. So this this is Zimmer, how we make that happen. Uh, and Zimmer was his record against Rogers was pretty good. So yeah, it, it was. Uh, uh, but but looking at all this, like you know, talking about what they should and shouldn't do. This time last year, we were talking about. Well, they got to win at Cincinnati because Cincinnati's terrible. Uh, they got to win the next week at at Arizona because right. Arizona's not going right. you know, to probably not going to start the year seven and zero and make the playoffs, right? Uh, so we thought they had two patsies to start last year. Granted, they were on the road, but you know it didn't take very long before you're like, wow, you know, you know they lost those two games, but Cincinnati and Arizona became some of the better teams in the league. And then it was like, well, you know, they don't, if the Alvin doesn't fumble at Cincinnati, you know, they, they win that game. If it's a chip shot field goal at, uh, at, at Arizona, they win that right. game. Maybe two and all. So, you know, we started talking about a lot of ifs, 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 even Zimmer did. Maybe that was like the first sign that Zimmer knew the noose was tightening was like Zimmer, the ultimate Parcells guy was talking about what his record should have been as opposed to what it was. So, uh, but I think it's, I feel safe in saying that the Packers are a good team. Uh, I think Rodgers is not, uh, he's not a hundred years old yet like Brady. So he's uh, still got some, a window of, of MVP caliber seasons left in him. I just like him making everyone around him better, which is what he does. You know, uh, all right. If I pull back from the must win, how about they come out of the first two weeks, one and one, that's a must. 
What do you think of that? I don't believe in must wins. Okay. My, uh, I believe that I believe in a must win when it's like last year when uh, they go to Green Bay and they actually must win or they get eliminated and uh, and Sean Mannion comes trotting out and gets thrashed and uh, yeah right, so yeah Gus. at least it was a short question you know you can't complain about that yes. yeah. okay well on that note we'll we'll leave it for this week and we'll certainly be back next week on Vikings territory breakdown to break down this game this huge game we won't call it a must win but it's a big one. It's, it, you know, you got to, you got to hold serve at us bank. You got to win those home games. So that kind of creeps towards that. But anyway, we'll be back to do that with Mark Craig from the star tribune. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mike Woldem, our producer in the background, uh, keeping us rolling here. And uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. Come on back next week and we'll have plenty more to say. And uh, thanks again to Joe Johnson, who always like to uh, at the end of broadcast say, One thing and one thing only. Skull.